listening to Talk Amongst Friends. This is Kayleen, your host with my co-host, Kim. Kim, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, my friend. What's happening? Good to see you. So there's a lot happening in the world. Um, one of the things we wanted to discuss today is going to be the Chauvin case. Um, we just got a verdict handed down this last week. This this week, actually. So we're still in the same week since it is Saturday. Um <laughs> I the funny thing is before that verdict was handed down I was talking to Kim about this via text message and Kim had no faith and I'm sitting here saying nah this yeah, guy's he has to be he has to be and the reason why I had this belief that he was going to be convicted was because it doesn't matter whether you're a Republican whether you're a Democrat it shouldn't matter whether you're black white Hispanic it shouldn't matter because Basically, what everybody witnessed on that video was a cop killing a man. It didn't matter that George Floyd was black. It shouldn't matter. That should not even be part of this case. However, it is because so many black people have been killed there. But if you think about it, that shouldn't even matter. If that doesn't matter, no matter what, you, we, the people, witnessed somebody being murdered at the hands of a police officer. We actually witnessed it. I didn't watch the video per se because my mental health cannot handle watching that video. So I have literally, I've seen bits and pieces of it. I can't handle it. I can't get through it. I refuse to rewind it. I refuse to watch any part of that video because my mental state cannot handle watching somebody die. I've done that before. I've watched somebody die and it wasn't under, it was under natural, it was under natural conditions. It was my grandmother and that was hard enough. I can't imagine watching someone being murdered. I don't want to watch that. That just because it's real life. That that is real life. That's not a movie, you know. But you know, it's not real. This was real life. This is watching a man call for his mom. I can't do it. But Kim didn't have the faith. I did. I didn't. I didn't. I have to be honest. You know, when we talked about it, it, it was interesting because I think a lady. It was an older black lady. She was sitting with a young white woman. They were watching as the verdict was about to be announced. And I think she put it best when she said, I know in my head what the verdict should be, but in my heart, I've resigned myself to what it probably will be. And I think that's really the sentiment that you hear being discussed all across the country is people saying, but we've been here so many times before, or we've not been here at all. So we take victory in the fact that it even made it to court. It should have, it absolutely should have. And it should have been prosecuted just as vehemently as any other murder case. But that has so often not happened until the fact that it did happen excited people. And then the fact that a verdict of guilty came in was just overwhelming. It was like when NASCAR outlawed the Confederate flag at its facilities. It was so unbelievable because that connection had been so strong. It had been tied together the symbolism of that had been so powerful for so many years that nobody believed it would ever be separated. And so while we were excited that we had progressed to that point, it was a shock. 
it was an absolute shock that did this really happen? Is this just a joke? Am I being punked right now? Am I going to wake up tomorrow and somebody going to be like, just playing? Right. So I, I understand that. Yeah, I, I, I understand that. I understand how people could think, you know, I don't know. I just, I was just like, there's just no way. In my brain, I was like, there is no way that they could not convict this man. I mean, that video I mean, we're talking nine, almost 10 minutes. We're talking 10 minutes. He's kneeling on the guy's neck. We're talking 10 minutes. The guy's telling he telling him he can't breathe. Um, just, I just, I just couldn't imagine. I was like, my first thought was if this guy does not get convicted, the United States of America is going to burn down. Literally, I honestly, honest to God, I believe that if this man wasn't convicted and I don't believe that this is why he was convicted. He was convicted because he killed somebody. But a lot of people are saying, oh, well, the jurors were scared because, you know, they didn't want the country to burn down. No, fuck that. He's guilty. He is guilty of fucking murder, period, dot, the end. There's no doubt about that. But I do believe that if they had not convicted this man, the entire United States of America would be burnt the hell down to the ground right now. And maybe, well, and I- maybe, maybe there's a point where we should have been burnt down to the ground. We're egocentric. We think the world revolves around us. Well, look at us even in relation to the Alexis Navalny case right now. We are actually sitting in judgment of Putin and trying to threaten him because of his crimes against humanity for taking a political adversary and basically killing him. He is torturing him to death. It is state-sponsored murder. And yeah. yet, I mean, they poisoned him. Well, and but country, I don't know why he went back though. Like, why? I mean, well, but why do black folks keep investing themselves in improving a process that has demonstrated to them it's not going to change? I mean, you have to be realistic. There's a great deal of hypocrisy in the approach that America takes, which is why China. In their conversation with our attorney general, it's supposed to be a two minute greeting at this summit and it turns into a 17 minute diatribe because the rest of the world is looking at us saying, how dare you sit in judgment of us when When you do the same thing? Yeah, when you're doing the same damn thing. I mean, you know, we may not be killing people per se in masses and digging mass graves. I mean, technically we're not. Um, that we know of, but um, there's still atrocities. You're right. There's still, that's an atrocity. I mean, what is happening to, um, you know, the black community and what has been happening to the black community for decades, for millennia, you know, and, um, you know, I hear a lot of people say, well, well, black people sold their own people. They sold their own people to into slavery I get that. I understand that. I, I, I mean, I understand it. However, that's not the point. The point of the matter is we are in 2021 and so many people are stuck inside their own goddamn bubbles because they've never experienced it. They've never experienced, um, I don't know how to say this without sounding all jacked up, but they've never experienced non-whiteness. Exactly. You know, and um, 
it's if you're if you're in a relationship with a person that's non-white, you've experienced it. Um, Tina has experienced it because she's watched me experience it. So she's been there. She's seen when people have looked around me or over me and asked her a question or, you know, looked at the people behind us as if they were in line first. That that happens. A lot of that stuff happens a lot of times. And I think what happens in what, what has happened in our society here in the United States is that we've normalized that type of behavior. Yes, we have. Not only have. has the white man normalized it, but the minority have minorities normalized have normalized it. it because it's been acceptable for all these years that we we just blew it off. I got to the point where I just blew it off, where it was like, fuck it. You know, I'm not saying shit. You know, I did. I got to that point where I just didn't say anything about it. Like it was happening. It happens on a daily but we overlook it because it's normal. It became the norm. So nobody thinks anything about it. Nobody second guesses it. Nobody. I mean, how many times have we all come into a restaurant and like they either seat you after somebody else has been there or it takes them forever to come to your table and, and the people next to you get their food first. How many times has that happened to you in a restaurant, but we've normalized it? Like whatever. Well, and we're complicit in our own abuse because look at the television programs that we watch. Look at where we send our kids to school. True. Look at the things that we value. And even in this case, as many people knew and expected and were demanding accountability, very few of them believed that accountability was coming. And we accepted that as the state of being. Right. And we accept the critique that we should be calm and not violent. We accept immediately that our emotions, our response, our grief response, our trauma response has got to be measured and tapered because if we're not tapered and measured in our response, they won't hear us they won't respond to us. I mean, when you hear someone get the news that they've lost their child, and I don't care how old you get to your mom and daddy, you will always be their child. When you get the news that you have lost your child, people scream, people call out, people cry, people are enraged. They want to hit some, they want, because you couldn't protect your own yeah couldn't preserve yeah. their life you couldn't keep them from that tragedy so there's an there's a double grief there not only because their life has been lost but because you as a parent couldn't be a parent right and when you yeah. have to like you were saying before Kayleen, when you have to stand and watch mm-hmm. that kind of trauma yeah people have to understand what it does to your psyche to watch a person die you know yeah. it's wrong but you yes. literally know that there's nothing you can do to intervene classic and- example had that young lady had that young lady not been blessed in that moment she very well could have ended up on the asphalt right next to george floyd Let's understand that that's a reality that we keep in mind every time we witness a situation or we. Oh, yeah. I mean, even when you witness a situation, situation, even in that type of situation, we I mean, 
people that are just watching it can get PTSD from that. And I can't watch that video because I know, I know that it's going to break me. I know, I know my own limitations. People, certain people don't know their limitations, but I know my own limitations. And that is why I cannot watch that video. Not to mention one of the things I want to discuss is I watched some of the trial. I, I watched when that verdict was being read at work. I was at work when it was being read and there were different, there were different emotions. There were different people in the room and, and there was literally somebody nodding their head. And then there was me going, yes, you know, yes. But at the same time, as I was watching this Chauvin, and I don't give a shit what anybody says, that man is void of feeling. He showed not one ounce of remorse that I saw in any of the parts of the trial that I watched. He showed no remorse. He showed no emotions. I never saw his face change from that dead ass look that he has on his face. It never changed. And I didn't watch, mind you, I didn't watch the entire trial, but I've watched snippets of the trial because my mom watched that shit. She watched the entire trial. And so I would sit with her a couple times and I, I would watch it. But um, as soon as I started playing videos of, of the killing, I had to get up and leave. I mean, I, I just, I, I literally emotionally, I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. And I, I could feel it inside me just, I would have broke had I watched that whole video. And so to this day, and I won't watch it. I probably will never watch it. I don't know that there's anything that's going to make me watch it. I don't want to watch somebody die in such a manner. I don't care who it is. And uh, I just feel like he has no remorse. He showed no remorse. He showed no emotions. And I almost feel like he didn't defend himself because there was nothing to defend. How can you defend your knee on somebody's neck for nearly 10 minutes? But the fact is, that. he doesn't no think defense. he did anything wrong. That's what I'm saying. That's he why really that does is not exactly why he's he didn't take the stand. Wrong. That's why he did not take the stand. And it's amazing. There are several people that don't believe he, he did, did anything wrong. wrong. And, and that, that blows my issue. fucking mind. Not that only did he issue. do wrong, but you have other police officers that allowed him to do that. That they was staring at him. You had a paramedic word. at the scene trying to tell the officer he cannot breathe. You need to get off of him so that I could render him some help. Nope. They refused to give that man help. And I just, I, I can't. I, I, I literally just cannot believe that there are people out there that actually believe that he was not murdered. I'm sorry. I don't give a shit what this fucker done in his past. I don't care. We are talking about that specific moment in time what was happening right then and there not what the fuck happened last week not what the fuck happened last year i don't care it's like people don't believe that people deserve a second chance or that people don't deserve some type of redemption you know in in any way um even if i have made mistakes i am not perfect though but i am not perfect. I am in no way, shape or form a perfect human being. I don't think anybody is. I don't even think Jesus was. And that's just my opinion. However, you just, I just don't think you can take into account this guy's past record at this point in time and try to throw it into people's faces. Well, he was a bad man, whether he was a bad or a good man, nobody deserves to die like that in the streets. He was not I mean, I, I just, I, I, but if I don't you're going to consider the this. victims, I don't past, know how to express this. Then why was it that when they attempted to introduce 
Chauvin's previous record of complaints 17, for excessive 17 complaints for excessive force, okay. I think. Why was that right? thrown out? I mean, I had which is yeah, right. But you can but you can talk about his former drug use and his former convictions. But yeah, this fucker had seventeen goddamn complaints on him for excessive force. Not only that, did you see? Did you see the latest? They're talking about now bringing him up on charges for kneeling down on a teenager. Yes, because they for seventeen minutes of behavior. Seventeen minutes. There is a pattern. pattern of behavior here. And the fact of the matter is we will look at the victim's pattern of behavior, but we refuse to look at the perpetrator's pattern of behavior. Correct. We do the same thing with sexual assault victims. How often do we bring into the court previous relationships, previous liaisons, the way she was dressed, the way she yes. behaved, the way she, whether she was on a date. How many partners have Not had. on the date. Blah, exactly. blah, blah. How often do we try the victim right along with the perpetrator? We do the same thing in domestic violence cases. It's kind of like just because I'm wearing a bathing suit, that doesn't give you the right to touch me. Well, that's bullshit. You know what I mean? Or because I'm I'm wearing underwear and a bra or if I'm in a sexy dress, that doesn't mean you have the right to touch me and to force yourself on me. That's bullshit. And they always talk about, well, well, she was dressed and she was looking. And she was asking for it. Yeah, exactly. What the fuck do you mean I was asking for it, you fucking douchebag? And just Nothing because pisses me off more than this subject that we're talking about right I now. I married it's you. It's off subject, but you're right. No, it isn't off subject. It well, I guess it's not off subject, because but it's it is exactly what we do with victims of police violence, particularly if they're black or brown. If there was ever a history of violence in their past, if there was ever a drug charge in their past, if there was ever any type of a criminal record, they go and they dig it up and they slander the victim. They absolutely put that victim on trial instead of dealing with the issue at hand. We are not talking about that because the fact of the matter is nine times out of 10, they've already been tried and convicted for that crime and served their time. They're not on parole. They're not on probation. So first of all, they're not violating any laws. Second of all, we have a system in this country that says innocent until proven guilty. You don't, as an officer of the law, have the right to try, convict, and discharge justice in a moment. That is not your right. That's not your role. That's not your right. So you basically decided that a $20 bill was worth the life of a human being. Right. That was right. your decision to make. And, and who's to say that he knew that was a counterfeit $20 bill? That's exactly bill. the point. Like, this is what kills me is that people are like, well, you know, they gave us a, a, a counterfeit $20 bill. Well, fuck it. How do you know he didn't get it from the gas station down the street? How do you know he didn't just sell, sell his CD collection and somebody had a $20, fake $20 bill in there? How do you not know that? Most people, when they sell shit to people, don't have their little markers there marking that shit to make sure it's real, right? Or, you know what? Or doing this, right? I mean... And how how many people know what you're looking for if you do do that? If you are in a transaction, say you sell your car. Classic example. Oh, I'll do it if I sell something like a car. You know, Somebody comes to your house or you meet them in a public place thinking you're safe mm -hmm. and you engage in a transaction with them you're going to want cash because they could write you a check that bounces. 
right. using a stolen credit card. So you yep. want cash. How many people are actually trained to know what to look for on every single bill True. to know if that is a counterfeit bill or not? True. And then you turn around and deposit it in your bank and then your bank is looking at you or you turn around and you use it to pay your mortgage payment or you turn around and you use it to go to the grocery store or you turn around and you use it to put gas in your car. You didn't know. You weren't engaged. Right. Some That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm pretty positive that he wasn't running around with a bunch of freaking bills that were fake, you know, trying to go spend them. I mean, you know, if he was, then where's the proof? But most of that stuff, it's like, yeah, it's like one bill, two bills or, or whatever. Um, I don't know. Like it cracks me up because you'd be surprised. Like how many people will call up and be like, for example, you know, we all know what it's like going to the local Seven Eleven, right? I mean, these people like there's people that shop with all the time, all the time. And as, as a call taker, when I was working at nine one one, I hated it because like seven 11 would call and they would be like, and see, I I'm saying their business. So who knows if I can get sued for this or not, but um, you know, seven 11 could call and they would be like, Oh, somebody just walked out their shoplifting block. Okay. First of all, they took a candy bar. Okay. Now, if you're going to go want officers to chase down a candy bar, you don't lost your mind because in my mind, I'm like, you've got to have a policy in your store where you can just write off the small things, but they don't like, they want to write a report. They want to dude. it costs the officers. It costs the city and counties more money to have an officer go out there, right? Take a report on a candy bar than it does to just write that candy bar off. And you see what I'm saying from insurance anyway, because I don't right. know of a major chain anywhere. I don't even know of a small mom and pop business now, but I don't know of a major chain anywhere that does not have an overage or a lost line item on their general ledger. They call it the cost of doing business. Right. Now, if you have a store that's losing money because you got folks running in there every day stealing candy bars, then you need to look at a, your security system. You need to look at your setup. You need to look at how you are putting your stock out. You need to start thinking about what it is you're doing as a business that's causing these excessive losses. Don't look at, to me, you shouldn't institutionalize managing the exception. You're supposed to be managing to the rule. Same thing happens in schools. And I got to tell you, it irks me to no end. I am not a person who likes group activities. I don't like group assignments. I've never been that kind of person. But the one thing that drives me nuts that I see happening in public schools right now is on the one hand, you don't want children bullying each other. You don't want children interfering in other people's behavior. But yet, if something happens in a classroom, one or two students are involved, you want to punish the whole class. That is a contradiction, folks. And it's the same contradiction that plays out in policing. I'm not saying no black person has ever committed a crime. I'm not saying no brown person has ever committed a crime. But the fact of the matter is because you as a police officer have encountered one perpetrator that fits a particular racial profile does not give you the right to treat 
every individual who fits that racial profile okay. as though they're now, a criminal. Now on this, I'm going to play devil's advocate. Please and do. With, with what you just said, not every single police officer is a bad police officer. You have to say that in turn. Because, I will give you that. Because it's kind of like in my head, and I know I've said this before, if you, if you hire a plumber, he fucking comes in, he fucks up your fucking pipes, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You're going to give that motherfucker a badass reputation. You're going to maybe not even pay his ass and get another plumber in here. You ain't going, oh, shit, now every plumber's bad. No, you are not. You are going to get another plumber to solve your problem, right? Absolutely. Okay. So not every single cop is a bad cop. And I truly believe that. There are asshole cops. Do not get me wrong because I have worked with some of them. I have been on the other side of them. I have been on the other side of them treating me like a fucking criminal when it wasn't even about me. So yes, I have seen them with their little authoritative behavior because their little men obviously have little man, you know, syndrome. And, you know, it actually, this happened to, to me and a group of coworkers not too long ago where this officer just treated us like shit because, you know, oh, what is dispatch going to do to me? Shut, little, little motherfucker, shut up. Because we're going to send your ass to all the shitty motherfucking calls. That's what's about to happen to your ass. So shut it. So I you know what I mean? agree right? with so, you. So, so yes, so there's not every cop is bad. Not well, every cop well, is we bad. Have to but address. that's the problem, though. That's a problem, though, Kim. That's another problem. People are walking up to these officers and just fucking shooting them, dude. That's fucked up. You the problem that. is that you do not have a limited number of officers that are bad. I'm sorry, but the fact of the matter is, in order to have an institutionalized system, a method of pattern and practice, there are not a few rogues here and there. There are not a few exceptions to the rule here and there. There is a systemic, widespread pattern and practice of behavior. Well, I would agree with that. I'm long term because I don't believe that it comes from the ground up. I'm sorry, I don't. I believe this is the one time where trickle down theory works. The people who do hiring hire people that think like they do. The people who do training hire and train people who think like they do. Well, people part of the problem with recruitment, police, though. You recruit what you know. Yeah, but part of the problem with recruitment is, uh, I'll be the first to, to, to knock it down, is we're using, we're using an archaic practice of hiring. Honestly, we really are. We're hiring off of these old-ass psychological testing that is old. These tests are from like the 1800s, the 19, early 1900s. You cannot use these tests anymore. It's kind of like the, it's kind of like the, um, oh, what's the weight one are what we're supposed to be. The um, BMI, Body. the BMI, t- the BMI is from the fucking 1820s people. That's bullshit. We're all different sizes. I'm sorry. Just because I'm five, six doesn't mean I should be five, 130. Get the fuck out. If I'm 130, I'm gonna look like a crack ass whore. I mean, honestly, I'm going to look like cracked out from the corner. People would think like, what is wrong with you? Are you on drugs? Are you okay? Because it's, and that's what I mean. It's archaic system. Okay. So the police officers have an archaic way of hiring people. They make them go through psychological tests, which are old as shit. Okay. Anybody can lie through those tests flat out. 
They're using an unreliable, and it has been said, polygraphs are bullshit. They're okay. unreliable. I took a polygraph test because I wanted to be a police officer at one point. My polygraph test came back as, um, how did they say it? In the letter that I got, it was my little Dear John letter. My poly, Oh, my polygraph test came back as inconclusive. They couldn't tell if I was lying or telling the truth. That's bullshit. So you're gonna go. So you're gonna nix me because my test wasn't clear. That's bullshit. But you're. I gotta tell you, I'm one of the though. most upfront people you will ever meet. Have I ever lied in my life? You bet to goddamn hell I have lied. We all have lied. Everybody lies. Some of my lies have been. Did I lie to my partner about cheating? Fuck yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Who but hasn't did I lie lied? You? Did That's I lie to you point. about? But did I lie to you about being late to work? Did I lie to you about something I said about you if you confronted me? Fuck no, because I'm going to tell you, yep, I sure the fuck said that about you. I didn't say that, that, and that, but yep, I sure the fuck said you're lazy. I sure the hell said that. Bet you're damn straight up I'm going to admit what I said. I ain't going to lie about that. I'm too old now to be lying. I don't have time for that shit. But you hit but, right on the head, though, Kayleen. You're using tests that are archaic. And they can what be beaten. the prevailing they opinion be in the 1800s? What was right. the prevailing opinion in the 19th century? What was the prevailing opinion in the 20th century? That if you are a person of color, particularly a person who's black, your property. Yeah, but but yeah. what they Look want, they the also want in which you are developing your recruitment practices. The thing is, it happened when we were talking about um, quotas, when they talked about affirmative action being just quotas. Yes, because you're not observing the spirit of affirmative action. Affirmative action does not mean go out and count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight black people and bring them in the door. No, it means that. But that's what people group. think it is. Ex that's what people think Boom. It is. And, and, and that's, that's what people think it is when it comes to like scholarships for school and shit. Boom. All the colored people have all the money. Bullshit. I know Boom. somebody who just got $55,000 damn dollar scholarship for Syracuse. Okay. And another 20,000 on top of that. That's fact. So didn't they just hmm. arrest Lori Laughlin? Didn't they yep. arrest kids for, for paying for paying for their kids to get into these I believe schools? Yes. Because but what they don't college... realize is that yes, there are Hispanic scholarships. There are black scholarships. But dude, they're like a $1,000 scholarship and there's 10, 15, 20, 30,000 people going for one damn scholarship. So not no, only it's that, not like people think it is. But how long have and I people pay my been able to even go to college? Loans. Oh hell, I right. plenty of them. How That's what I'm saying. But but the point is, is that our system, our systems are are archaic. They really are. And I have a psych degree. Do I agree with a lot of the psychological testing out there? Hell no. Because if you don't, okay, all these polls you see too, like these exit polls and all that shit, it's bullshit. First of all, what neighborhood did you take that poll in? Secondly, how many people? Oh, out of a hundred people, you think a hundred people speak for the entire United States? Exactly. No, I mean, look at this shit. I mean, you just look. I mean, statistics to me are just insane, insane. So statistics, the, the statistics aren't being done right, and you don't have a, enough of a pool of people, you know. And like I said, these psych tests. I'm, I'm going back to these psych tests because I, I do want to. They, they're beatable. They're fucking beatable. Of course I, they are. I can tell you about some of these psych tests that I've taken to get my job. And I'm telling you, I am telling you on some of these questions, did I fucking lie? Hell to the fucking yes, I did. Because 
I know what they're looking for. And that's what I'm saying. If you know what they're looking for. So it's kind of like they're looking for, you know, for police officers, they're looking for people that, that will be respectful to authority and this and that. But what they don't tell you is when they get into, when they get into the academy, these people are broken down. Okay. They are broken down and rebuilt like the military. Okay. These people are yelled at. They're yelled at. They're told they're shitty. They're told they're not going to make it through. They're, They're told all this shit. Like it happens. So it's almost like hazing. But so what do you think they're going to be like when they get out? They're going to be utter assholes. Exactly. And they're going to treat the public like assholes. So I'm what kind like, of people are you putting a uniform and a badge on when assholes. you have people coming through a system that does not prepare them, but in fact strips them? You yes. just brought it up. Classic example of the military. Yep. In WW2, how many Black military members were treated better on foreign soil than they were right here in the U.S. In the U.S. Vietnam War. I I have an uncle that was in the war. I'm sure many of us have relatives who were. Do you know how many of our Black military personnel died from friendly fire during that war? Do you understand how a person's mind psychologically if they are intent on charging a person, on dealing with a person like the enemy, look at how many people who are ex-police officers and ex-military people who were involved in the riots on January 6th. Look at the problem that they're now discovering among the ranks of the U.S. military where you have people who are prime candidates for white supremacy, domestic terrorism, if they're not already engaged. The fact of the matter is we need to look at how we are recruiting, how we are training, how we are rewarding, how we are retaining. And that goes back to how we react to being told that we have a problem. The reaction of Kentucky legislators to the Chauvin case was to introduce legislation that makes it illegal for a person to take videos with their camera or any other video recording instrument of police interactions. So you watched a human being being tortured and murdered and your reaction was to create a law that made it harder for that to be brought to justice. Same thing in Florida. You have the riot act and everybody jumped on the title. Oh, yeah, because mm-hmm. we can't have rioting and looting in the streets. But read the legislation. What does it actually say? Do you know that under that legislation, you can now drive your vehicle yep. to a crowd of protesters? That's bullshit because I injure them that in Kansas, correct? Them? No, that's in Florida. No, there, there was one. Was There's one in Kansas. I thought it the, was Kansas, too. But it, there is one being introduced in Kansas. Theirs is not law yet. Mm. Florida's is law. That's bullshit. Governor signed it. So you can deliberately drive your vehicle into a group of protesters, maim them, injure them, or kill them, and you are not criminally responsible for that. If you can supposedly say that you were running for your life. That's what they're saying. Okay. And and how do you prove that? Or how do you disprove that? You can just say, I was afraid for my life. Get the hell out of here. I just. But again, that's the reaction. That is why nobody believes that this verdict is a watershed moment in American well, history because let me tell you, look at the reaction to the verdict. 
Look well, it's not just the verdict though that's gonna matter, honestly. And I it, what's what it's gonna come down to is what he gets. So these verdicts, he may be guilty on all three verdicts, and it could come back five years. <laughs> it could come back that he serves five years in prison. It could come back that he gets a suspended sentence. It could come back anything. And honestly, I don't I mean, he could he gets X amount of appeals, which we all know are gonna happen. Exactly. So it could end up back in court again. And if it does, hopefully it becomes the same outcome. I don't know. But somebody here, I mean, people need to be accountable for their actions. And that's part of the problem is with today's society, nobody has accountability, you know, and I yes. think that's, you look at it, it's not only with crime, it's not only, it's it's work ethic too. We've talked about this. We've talked about ethics. We've talked about things like that. We've talked about accountability, but a lot of people don't accept their own accountability. Like, I mean, a, a prime example is, you know, when you get called in the office and they're talking about your own shit, it's those damn people that be like, well, what about such and such over there? They get to do this, this and that. Bitch, you ain't in there about such and such. You're in there about you. So that's one thing I can say about myself. When I am in there for something, which I rarely am, and if I am, I'm going to tell you the truth and I'm going to tell you like it is. I'm going to tell you, yep, I fucked that up. That was my fault. I'm going to own it. Own your shit. And that's one of the things I have learned in my lifetime is be accountable because I think people have more respect for you when you're accountable and you tell the truth and you just do your thing. But where's the accountability in all this? I mean, I have yet to hear Chauvin say, I accept accountability. That you know, not, not even, not even that he necessarily, I don't even know. He just, he just hasn't taken accountability for the, um, what's the words I want to use? The abuse that he basically put on this guy. The, he tortured uh, a man. Yeah, he the torture. Tortured the, a man. Yeah, the, he, he hasn't taken accountability for anything he, done, he did. I mean, he's sitting there with his fucking hands in his pocket because he's so high and mighty. And that's part of the problem with some of these officers. Some of these officers think that they are above the law and that they are above other human beings. They view people as just trash. And That's I'm telling problem. you, it's because when they were being, when they were, when they were learning all the things they need to learn about being a police officer, they were broken down. They were treated like shit. And so I think that that puts out the mentality of, well, since I got treated like shit and I made it through, that's how I'm going to be to people. So they all have these shitty ass attitudes and, you know. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's disheartening that if the, the reform really needs to come from within, from within. And I honestly do believe that we use the wrong word. I don't know who the fuck came up with the slogan, defund the police. Defund is the absolute wrong word. And that's just my opinion. Defund is the dumbest fucking word that somebody could have ever used. Because what does it sound like? It sounds like you're going to gut the police department and take away all their money. That's what everybody thinks defund is. They but see, we used, have to get. How about reform the police? We that is a better word to use than defund. This mentality of preserving policing. Let's be clear. Yo, we need policing, oh. dude. I'm sorry, but without no. police, our but society is, is going to be out of fucking control. It is one tool. The goal. I understand that. The public safety. Yeah, it is public, public safety. But safety. if you're asking to send, is your ass going to send? a fucking counselor, okay, to somebody with a fucking gun to talk them down? Fuck no, I wouldn't. No, you may not. 
But we have got to stop investing ourselves in preserving the tool rather than meeting the goal. It's just like weight loss. You and I have had this conversation before. Surgery is a tool. It is not a panacea. You still have to do diet. You still have to do exercise. You still have to get enough sleep. You still have to maintain your mental health because the goal is achieving and maintaining a healthy weight. If your goal is truly about public safety, public safety, everybody's safety, then not only is policing a tool, but we have to look at all the tools available to us. We right now have tunnel vision. The only thing we see is that we have to preserve our police department. And why do we have to preserve our police department? Because if we don't, people of color are going to run amok. If you- No, not necessarily. In in my opinion, it's it's people are going going to run run amok. Exactly. I mean, obviously- And attaching it it to people of color. That's right now the problem. Everybody believes that it's going to be this this outreach and this total overrunning of people of color are just going to be completely out of control. Well, I don't think in, in my mind and the way my brain works, I'm in public safety. I don't think about it that way. I think about it that people in general will be out of fucking control because dude, if without the police, what are you going to do when your business gets overrun? What we're going to send a counselor out to you to take that report. No, we are not. Well, no, we are not. What are we going to do? What are you going to do when there's domestic when there's a domestic situation happening with a boyfriend and a girlfriend? He's beating the shit out of her. What you going to send a counselor in there to stop him from beating her ass? What no, are you going to do when not. a seventeen year old kid no, is walking you are down the street with an AR fifteen? And unfortunately, the people who are supposed to be controlling that situation are handing him water. What are you I agree with you. When nope, the capital is being overrun and in the people who are supposed to be protecting those within those walls are taking selfies with the people raiding the steps. The wow. fact of the matter is absolutely we need policing. I am not one of these activists who believe that we need to get rid of policing. But what I do believe is that we have to be willing to transform our thinking. Right. Well, well, no, we not only transform our thinking, we have to transform the police department. And it starts from within because the institution itself is already built. That is correct. And that's the problem. So and the mindset is already prevalent. You need to reform. You need to get rid of those shitty ass cops that don't want to make the changes. You need to start. You you need to, to give them better training instead of breaking them down and treating them like shit so that they can go out there and treat everybody else like shit change that training. And I'm not saying bring them in and coddle them. Oh, it's going to be okay. Because no, it's not going to be okay. I don't think that is coddling. Yeah. But my point is though, I'm sorry. I'm an old school person. I'm an old school coach. I don't believe in everybody fucking gets equal playing time. And I don't believe in everybody gets a blue ribbon. I'm sorry. When I was little, okay. Either you came home with a blue, the red or the yellow ribbon, or you didn't get shit. And if you didn't get shit, you felt not getting shit and you worked to get better. But see, somewhere along the lines, these fucking Republicans, and yes, I'm going to say it, they believe that Democrats don't want to work for their shit. That's bullshit. I'm a Democrat and I have worked for every goddamn thing I have. Everything I have, I have worked for. 
Nobody handed me shit and said, here you go, Kayleen. Here's that blue ribbon, even though you didn't earn it. No bullshit. So I don't know where everybody, you know, just like calling us snowflakes, you know, that's bullshit. Everybody has this somewhere something twisted and everybody has this in their mind that just because you're liberal or you're a, or you're moderate or you're a Democrat that we don't want to work for shit. We want everything free. That's bullshit. This and is a capitalist society. That's how the United States is built. That's what the backbone of this country is. Okay. I worked for my fucking degree. I've worked for everything I had. I got that job. I got this new job. I have nobody else got it for me. Nobody else took me in there and held my hand during the interview. I did that myself. But my point is, is that we have, I don't know if it has to be my generation and your generation, because we're a year apart. We've raised a bunch of little bitches that the don't want to go to work. Is- they don't want to go to work. They, they want everything handed to them. They go to work and they expect people to do their jobs for them or not get in trouble because they're late. I'm sorry, bitch, you're 17 times late. No, motherfucker, there's going to be consequences. Well, it's like you said before, it's an accountability issue. One of the major stumbling blocks to police reform is that they do not want to get rid of qualified immunity. And that is being backed, I'm sorry, I'm going to be just as direct as you, by the Republican Party, one of the primary primary obstacles to the George Floyd Policing Act right now is that Republicans have said it is a non-starter for them to get rid of qualified immunity. Why? It's just That's like bullshit. We're all accountable. accountable for every job we do. Why We're accountable for every job we should do. Should you get a pass if you're the one who committed the crime? Why should you get an True. exception on your job if you're the one not doing the work? Why should you be handed a pass If, again, look at our broader political overtures, you have politicians, people who are wealthy and young, and I'm going to call him out. Look at Congressman Gates. Right now, this 38-year-old man is being accused of some of the most horrific crimes against young people and sex trafficking and all of that. And the one thing that is common to his playbook, that's common to Trump's playbook, that's common to everybody's playbook is I'm wealthy. I'm not accountable. There's nothing you can do to me. I'm not wrong. You're all wrong. I didn't lose the election. You all lied on me. I didn't do anything. You all are making it up. As long as you're white, you're wealthy, you have the power to do whatever you want to do. And nobody can make you accountable. Well, that trickles down. I'm sorry, but it does. When well, you look at our major institutions, yeah. well, that Trump. reality I mean, trickles down. You put two, I mean, unfortunately, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it. You put two rich people neck and neck, one black, one white. One's been accused of drugging women, raping women. The other one has also been accused of raping women, touching them, whatever. One is black. Mr. Pudding Pop is in jail. One is Donald Trump. Mr. Trump, with his little gold toilet, is walking free. Yet, how many women did he pay off? How many women did he not tell? And Mr. Pudding Pop shit did happen 30 years ago, just like his. So what's the difference between them both? Nothing but skin color. Because I tell you what, Trump did the same bullshit. Why is he still walking around? And why is he forgiven? Because he came in and he was the president of the United States. Oh, I don't, I don't, I have heard people say this. I've seen it in writing. I have seen people say, 
well, I just like some of his policies. But what fucking policies? Has anybody been listening to the news lately? He gunned the entire fucking government. Dude, Biden is like, we didn't even have a pandemic team. Like there was nobody really seriously working on it. Like literally there was not really a team in place. I mean, have you listened to some of the shit that is happening lately? Like they're finding out this motherfucker wasn't doing shit. Y'all, he was not doing a goddamn thing. He was too busy golfing. He really did nothing in four years, but fuck this country up. And people think he's the goddamn next Messiah. Are you kidding me? Like I am just baffled. Everybody in their damn conspiracy theories, they're just like, Oh, well, you know, what happened, QAnon? I don't see his ass in the White House right now. What happened? Wasn't that supposed to happen months ago? Or was that this month? When I don't the world remember. Gonna March? End on 20, uh, uh, in the year two- I'm just saying. I mean, I'm just saying. Y2K. What happened with Y2K? Dude, I'll tell you what happened with the whole Y2K. World a bunch of these, in. Let me tell you, a bunch of these commuter, computer places were smart as fuck because they made millions off of these dumbass people and these dumbass corp- corporations. They made so much money off of Y2K from telling them, oh, we need to fix your computer systems. Really? How hard is it to change a calendar? Hello? That. Not that hard, but everybody was in a panic. Oh my God. Everything's going to stop. Blah, blah, blah. The world's going to come to an end. Out of here. It, you know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, it's just, it, it just blows my mind the way that people think there's no accountability. And there's I'm sorry, none. dude, me as a coach, I cannot tell you in the last five years of my coaching career of parents that complain because their daughter didn't get equal playing time as everybody else. Well, first of all, is your daughter as equally skilled? No, no, she is not. So therefore, my job as a coach is to put the best possible team out there that can win, okay? My game last night, I played six players that I thought could get the game won and do the job. And when they didn't do the job, you want to know what I did? I subbed them out. I have been known as a coach. If you know anything about volleyball, I have subbed the entire team. I will sub six. I don't care. I am there to get an end result. Okay. Last year, we didn't win our league. This year, we won our league. Huh. How did we win our league? Because not everybody gets a blue ribbon. There's only one person, one team that could win the league. That's how it works. That's and how it's always been. You but as a lately, coach though, made a decision to put the people on the court that could get yeah. the job done. America, yeah. we need to protect our citizens, all of yes. them, all yes. of them. And we need to identify the tools that will get that job done. And if there are right. tools that are not getting that job done, then those tools either need to be reformed, they either need to be restructured, but they need to get the job done. If you on a job and you don't get your job done, what do you get? You get a pink slip. Right. You and that's the problem. Is that- and your corporation don't make money. What do you get? You Closing get a closed business. Yes. America, if you are not protecting all people equally, if you are not getting the job done, something's going to need to change because human beings are not going to keep living like that. 
no, no. And the thing, the thing is, is that, yeah, should we, I mean, we all should work for what we need, but at the same time, there's got to be some accountability for some of this bad shit that's happening. Yes, and there's there no accountability. I mean, you know, people are like, well, racism um, does it really exist in the United States? Oh my God. 2021. Um, yes, motherfucker, it does. Yes, it does. I'm sorry. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but it's still here. It's here. It may not be that we have to go to a separate drinking fountain, okay? But it's still here, and it's, it's here because here. of learned behavior. It's here because of learned behavior and institutional behavior. And I think that we need to change our system as far as um, you know, I mean, look at the the electoral college, dude. The electoral oh, college, oh god, is archaic. that's a joke. It's archaic. I mean, it's that's archaic. Let's be real. So that's what I'm saying. Like, like I'm I'm sorry. Um, if we actually went by majority rules or whatever, oh well, guess what? Um, Hillary would have been our president. I'm just saying because she whooped his ass. She we would have had ass. a Democrat in the office the last four elections if we had yes. gone by simple majority rule. Yep. In the Senate yep. of the United States, we wouldn't be looking for 10 Republican votes to try and pass some watered right. down version of police reform because we have to have a two thirds majority or 60 votes. Right. Why in the hell does our government not function on a same majority rule as they I don't know. Squid? They have to. Right. I don't know. But if you I mean, if you look at, uh, you know, Chauvin and this this whole thing, the scariest part about this whole case and the scariest thought to me is, holy shit. What has actually gone on in the past? What has actually that seen we don't through know the about. cracks and we don't know about? That we I don't mean, know about. how many people have been put in the electric chair who have been hung, who have been shot, who have been ran over whatever i mean how many how many and I, i'm never how got many caught humans, on camera i'm saying how many humans that nobody was been around to testify to yep have been killed by police have been killed by a militia of just people mm -hmm. going above and beyond the law how many how many how many i mean my god imagine if we had had this technology back then wow Wow. Imagine, imagine for me, what is, what is truly traumatizing mm. is the fact that, like you said, you can't even watch that video. Mm -mm, mm -mm, I won't. I How many I just, mm. people who in that moment have actually seen that before? Right. Right. Look Dude, at the old gentleman who my testified. Mom, my mom straight up has this story about about when she was younger, living, you know, in the East Side, and and some of her friends, and how the cops rounded them up, and how they found the other two guys that she was arrested with dead. That's right. Like, well, like took them later. on long drive. I never will forget mm -hmm, a woman talking mm -hmm. about how her father had to share with her, and she was of Latin descent. It was very common on the West side of this state that we live in. Sure. It yep. was very common for them to take Latin Americans, Brown brothers and sisters, mm -hmm. a ride. Yeah. My mom lived on the bed. East side. She's Hispanic. So yeah. Okay. I mean, stories about this shit. You she has it. stories. So when we say that black and Brown folks, and I'm not excluding other people of color, but black and Brown folks, when you look at, 
the preponderance of the evidence. And I'm not saying take people's opinion. Look at the facts. Look at the statistics. Look at the recurrence. All of this is not happening in a vacuum. This stuff didn't all just start occurring. Right. There is a this pattern going of practice on here that's been happening. And that's what we really have to tackle because the thing about it is it's all great. been swept under the proverbial carpet, right? I mean, it's well, all been swept under the carpet for forever. And now with the video recordings and shit like that. Well, look at the original police, police report for this incident. I posted it on my personal. Oh, yeah, I did. The original that. police report. Had it not been for that young lady. Say what it says, Kim. What did it say? That report actually said that it was an incident. It said that police were called to the scene to address a counterfeit, a counterfeiter, excuse me. The individual resisted arrest. A counterfeiter. Okay. A counterfeiter, not a counterfeit bill, a counterfeiter. And the individual ain't even been tried yet now. Ain't, ain't even tried. Counterfeiter, he was brought, he was subdued, placed into handcuffs after resisting arrest. And once he was subdued, it was noted that he required medical attention. So the officers called for an ambulance response. And after fire safety responded, the individual was taken to the hospital where he later, later died. I didn't want before he ever left you. From my understanding, he died on that street. And that's why I said I'm not watching that shit. Yep, I'm not watching that. And yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like they say the least amount that they can fucking say in those little reports to not make it look like they're guilty. And that's fucked up, first of all, because that's not even what happens. So, I mean, I don't know. Do I think Chauvin? Okay, listen, he was found guilty. I want to say in my mind, justice, justice has prevailed, but I will tell you this right now. I have to kind of rescind that, that kind of thinking because justice will not be served until he gets his due time. So here's, here's, here's what the scary part is. What are they going to give him now? What, what type of sentencing is he going to see? I mean, there have been people that were sentenced 90 years for, for having a few joints in their pocket. So What's the appropriateness of these? Should he get the max? Hell yes. He kneeled on somebody's neck for 10 minutes. So I do think he should get the max. But let me tell you something. Because he's a police officer, because of who he is, he's going to get special treatment in jail. Flat out. He will not be put in with a general public because his ass will be dead. I mean, let's be real. He will be dead. Any police officer that has done anything wrong that has gone to jail will be dead because that's how these prisons are and that's how they are ran. So no, can they put him in the population? No, they cannot. But I'm telling you, he better be just getting the same three meals that everybody else is getting. It'll he better not be justice until it does not take an entire summer of masses of people in the street to get an indictment. Until it will not I don't understand. You're right. Until I it happens. Why it takes so long. And why did it take so much effort? The yeah. fact of the matter is, had there not been, and I give my, Marches? a lot of people don't, but I fully acknowledge, let's be real. This didn't happen because you had just black and brown folks in the street. Because you had young white people in the street. Everybody was Because in the street. you had pregnant white mothers in the street. 
because this was masses of people every day. Or because we are tired of it. The United States of America. Human beings are tired of it. Are, yep, humans. Thank you. And and until we stop with this bullshit, I understand you do need to talk about color as far as if there's a description, whatever. You know, if there's a murder on the loose, you need to know whether they're black, white, Hispanic, Asian, whatever. But until we stop seeing each other as, oh, well, she's black, she's white, well, she's mixed, she's this, she's that. We are fucking human beings. And until we all stop, you know, not seeing that, that's going to be where the problem lies. We are all human beings and we all deserve care. We all deserve a place to live. We all deserve a job. We all deserve just the basic human needs, you know, basic human needs should be a right for everyone. And that's um, the issue, Kayleen. And right. So and, and one of these days we will. declares that we are yeah. all created equal. Yeah. That's, and that's the issue. Not everybody sees every human being as equal. No, because we see them as less than. There you go. Tell the truth. And that's, that's, that's the problem. That's the problem. I mean, you know, we see, honestly, we do. I mean, I think we all have this in us and it's not just a black and white thing. It's not, it's, it's, I mean, sometimes do we look down upon others? Probably we all have. I mean, there's definitely been times where I probably looked at somebody and thought, damn, get a job. You know what I mean? And I'm telling you this right now. If I see somebody on the corner asking for some money, but they're fucking sitting there in Nikes, a nice ass jacket, their hands are clean, their hair is clean. Bitch, please. You ain't getting my money. And you know what I mean? So, yes. So we all have that in us, right? I mean, we all think that way. There have definitely been times when you're in your car and you look over and you see them. That's a nice backpack. That's some nice shoes. You don't look dirty. Hmm. We're all thinking that. And, and I think that's because, and that's for another topic, but there are people, <laughs> there are rings, there are rings of people that actually do that for a living. So yes, they are. <laughs> uh, we'll discuss that at another time, but thank you, Kim, for thank coming you, in Ms. Thank you for, for, for discussing this topic. Um, you know, it's, it's a hard topic. It's a tough topic and it's, you know, we live in a society where there's always topics that are hard to discuss, things that are happening that are hard to discuss. And, you know, these are our opinions. Nobody's coached us. Nobody's told us what we need to say. This is just our own personal opinions. In no way, shape, or form does it mean that whoever I work for, that it's their opinion. That's correct. It's not my mom's opinion. It's not my sister's opinion. It's not the neighbor's opinion. It's Kayleen's opinion. And Kim owns her own opinion. I'm not doing this because I need you to agree with me or disagree with me. If you want to dis- disagree with me, that's fine. I have no problems with that. We're not all on the same page. That's just how it goes. But um, thank you for listening to us. Uh, there will be come many more us. topics to come. Come join and us. Yes, yes. People are welcome to join our podcast. You can hit us up on Instagram, email Facebook. us. You can hit us up on Facebook, whatever. We will be happy to have you on our show. You're more than welcome to come and talk amongst friends because that's what we do. This is what this is. So anyway, thank you for listening, Kim, again. Thank you so much. And uh, everyone have a good day or night, whichever it is that you're listening to this. This has been Talk Amongst Friends. (laughs) 
And that concludes this episode of Talk Amongst Friends. Thank you for joining us.